Welcome to the Daily Devotion with Pastor Terry Reynolds. It's so good to be with you today as we continue along in the Gospels. We've got two, uh, I think, just tremendous stories for us to look at today in the life of Jesus. It says, On that same day when evening had come, he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitudes, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. But there, but he was in the stern, asleep on the pillow. So, so this picture is, is that Jesus, at the end of the day, he decided to go across the Sea of Galilee. You notice where Jesus said to his disciples, let's go to the other side. And as he was falling asleep after a, a very long day, the wind and the storm started to, to rise up, and, and it started, you know, beating the waves. The waves got larger, started beating against the boat, and it overflowed over the side, and so they were bucketing the boat out. And so when they saw Jesus in the back of the boat sleeping, they said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we per- we are perishing? Otherwise, these fishermen who had rose and they were brought up by the Sea of Galilee, they've been in boats probably almost every day of their life, and they're saying, Jesus, how come you're sleeping? Don't you care that we're going to perish? Otherwise, it must have been pretty bad situation for these fishermen to realize that the boat was about ready to go under. Then he arose, and he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Isn't it amazing how Jesus has now demonstrated his authority over nature itself? how he was able to speak to this violent wind, and that's the picture that we have, very stormy wind, and said, peace be still, and there was a great calm. And I always look at this story and reminded about the storms of life, how dangerous they are at time and how they could blow so hard, even to a point where we're fearful of our life and how all it takes is a word from Jesus And then there's great peace within our life as we too feel that peace be still, that calmness that comes upon us. And then after the calm came upon him, in verse 40 we read, But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have, notice, no faith? Again, Jesus said to him earlier, Let's go over to the other side of the lake. And so that word alone should have produced faith that they're going to be all right. They've already seen Jesus demonstrate his power over those who, somebody who had died and his ability to heal. But yet they were so fearful because they were, had their eyes upon the natural elements, their eyes upon the storm rather than their faith in Jesus Christ that no matter what, things are going to turn out to be okay. So he rebuked them for them not having any faith. And then he says, And they uh, feared great exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Who is this person, Jesus? That's a great question. Who is Jesus? 
Who's Jesus in your life today, this day? Is he just a nice historical figure? A great teacher? Somebody that you celebrate on Christmas and Easter? Or is he the, the God that came and humbled himself and became man and walked among us who has power over the wind and the sea? That's the God that we know here in the Bible as Jesus is declaring himself to his disciples that truly he is God. And now as we roll into chapter 5, as we start in our boat, we're still going across the sea. It says, Then they came to the other side of the sea to the country of the Gadarenes. And when he had come out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tomb a man with an unclean spirit, otherwise a fellow that's been demon-possessed, who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no one could bind him, not even with chains, because he had often bound he had often been bound with shackles and chains, and the chains had been pulled apart by him, and the shackles broken in pieces, neither could any one tame him. Isn't this a, a sad picture? This man who's no matter what had they tried to do to help him, this poor fellow that's been demon possessed where he had the ability not only to, to, to loose himself from the chains, but also to cry, uh, you know, to cause havoc within the city. And it said that nobody was able to tame him. There wasn't any doctors. There wasn't any counselors, psychologists, or any medicine that they could give him. Nothing was able to control this man. And it says that always night and day, he was in the mountain and in the tombs, crying out and cutting himself with stones. A tragic picture of this man cutting himself. I, I, I believe he was almost trying to kill himself because of the pain and the torment that he was going through as that demon had possessed him so greatly. Could, could you imagine if you were living in that town and you and your wife had young children and as you were laying them down to sleep as you would hear from coming down from the hill of hilltop above up there in, in the tomb area where there this violent screaming, this torturous screaming that was going on. It must have been terrible to hear that. And as your kids would just simply say, Daddy, could you make it stop? Or Mommy, could you make it stop? And they tried everything they could, but they were not. And then it tells us, when he saw Jesus afar, otherwise his demon-possessed fellow saw Jesus from afar a off, it says he ran and worshipped him. Can you picture this fellow as Jesus is pulling up along the shoreline and, and this fellow up there in the tombs up there on the hillside, and he sees Jesus, and you almost picture him leaping and running and making a beeline down to Jesus, and he's Obviously, he bowed himself, and he started worshiping Jesus, and he cried out with a loud voice and said, What have I do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I implore you by the name of God that you do not tor torment me. And here we see is the demon speaking to Jesus. And he said unto him, under the demon, Jesus said, Come out of the man, unclean spirit. Then he asked him, What is your name? And he answered, and he said, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. 
Also, he begged him earnestly that he would not send them out of the country. And so here we see the demon recognizing who Jesus is and his power and authority. And he's saying he's, uh, his name is Legion. And because there were many, there was this fellow had been now possessed with, by many demons. And now a large herd of swine, of pigs, was feeding near the mountain. So all the demons begged him, saying, Send us, uh, us to the swine that we may enter them. It's, it's sure there is a lot of animal activists who would be horrified that Jesus would cast these demons into a, a herd of swine, causing the swine to commit suicide. But I think it's important to remember that God had forbidden the children of Israel to eat pork. There's a certain worm that that is sometimes in pork, and if you don't cook it thoroughly, the worm isn't, worm isn't always destroyed, and you can get uh, tetrichloroseus and, and and really get to the point where it will kill you. So these swine farmers were conducting a legal industry, and Jesus killed two two birds with one stone as he delivered this man from the torment of the demons. And at the same time, he shut down this illegal, harmful business. And, and so we see here, as this large herds of swine was feeding upon the mountains, so all the demons begged him, saying, Send us into the swine that we may enter them. Verse 13 we see, and at, the once, and at once Jesus gave them permission. Then the unclean spirit went out, entered into the swine. For there was about 2,000, and the herd ran violently down the steep place into the sea and drowned in the sea. And those who fed the swine fled. And they told it to the city and in the country, and they went out to, the, to see what it was that had happened. Then they came to Jesus and saw one who had been demon-possessed and, and, and had legions sitting and clothed in his right mind. Could you picture this? This fellow that has been tormented in the city forever is now sitting in his right, right mind. You think the re, response of everybody would be that of thanksgiving. But notice... It says, and they were afraid, and those who saw it told them how it, it happened to him who had a demon-possessed, who had been demon-possessed, about the swine. Then they began to plead with him to depart from their regions. They started asking Jesus to leave. That's so sad. Where money and their position didn't want to have they when they added it up at the end of the day they didn't want to have Jesus around them and when he had got into the boat he who had been demon possessed begged him that he might be with him however Jesus did not permit him but said to him go home to your friends and tell them what great things that the Lord has done for you and how he had compassion upon you and he departed and began to proclaim in Decapolis, which is ten major cities there along the, uh, the Galilee area, and all that Jesus had done for him, and, and they all marveled. You know, 
The man who had been delivered from the demons wanted to go with Jesus and to follow him. This is, I think, is truly understandable. I would want to I wouldn't want to live in a place where people cared more about pigs <laughs> than about me. But yet Jesus had a work for him to do instead. Go home to your friends. Tell them what great things God, the Lord has done for you and how he had compassion upon you. You know, there's times when we would just rather be with Jesus, but he has a job for us to do. We need to share with this world. It's a dark world out there that's dying without Jesus Christ. So immediately this guy was a pretty good missionary too because in next chapter in verse 53, when Jesus came into the land of the Gadarenes there in Gennesaret, the people came running because they had immediately recognized him. I believe this man that once was demon-possessed by demons that were known as legions, for they were many, has now been filled with God's Holy Spirit, and he's going out proclaiming and telling people about the good news of Jesus Christ. May you and I do that. May you and I go tell how God has been so compassionate with us this day. And so until next time, this is Pastor Terry. May God richly bless you. Thank you for taking part in today's program. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at terryreynolds at agapechapeloc.org. Again, that's terryreynolds at agapechapeloc.org. Or you can write us at Agape Chapel, P.O. Box 4023, Huntington Beach, California, 92647. May God richly bless you.